I want to talk to you today from a, a subject, uh, Zacharias and Mary. Uh, this is part two, comparison and contrast. I talked with you last week about how uh, Zacharias was doing something uh, ordinary, uh, that is routine, perhaps not ordinary. He was doing something routine. He was, he was um, serving uh, as in his priestly duties in the temple in Jerusalem when uh, in the middle of doing what, what is expected of him, uh, the angel Gabriel appeared to him and uh, gave, uh, gave him uh, basically a great word from God. Uh, and so, but Zacharias uh, looked at his present circumstances. He's, he was an old man now, and he says his wife was well advanced in years. And when the angel told him, that he was that, Mary, that Elizabeth was going to have a child, and that uh, this child was going to be great, and was going to be the forerunner of, of Christ, and and, uh, and Zacharias, you know, looked at him and said something to the effect, "How can this happen? I'm an old man, and my wife is old." And 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 and, and the angel says, "I'm Gabriel. I've just come from the presence of God. I brought you a message from God Himself. And, you know, and, and like." What, what's your problem? You know, and so Zacharias, he said, okay, this is going to be a sign. You want a sign? This is going to be a sign. You won't be able to talk until it happens. And I, I think that maybe he took the, the ability for Zachariah to doubt God based on natural circumstances. And, and so he was not able to talk based on natural circumstances. Last week, we pointed out the fact that, that many of us are looking at the natural, and we, we disbelieve God can do something above the natural. God is supernatural. That means that God is able to do much more above the natural than you could ever think or I could think. And then the angel, of course, goes to Mary, and he tells Mary, he, said, he tells Mary, it's been six months since he talked to Zacharias, and he tells Mary <clears throat> that uh, Mary... Um, uh, I, I've come from God with this word that, um, that uh, you're going to have a child and, that, uh, and all of the, these great things are going to happen. He's going to be great and he's going to uh, do, uh, save his people from sin, and et cetera. So uh, Mary asks a question, but not like Zacharias does. She does not ask it in doubt. She just wants to know, uh, how can this happen? Um, I'm a virgin and I don't know a man. And... So he said, well, this is not going to have anything to do with man. It's going to have something to do with God and you. And, and he says that the, the power, the Holy Spirit is going to come up on you. He's going to overshadow you. And, uh, and that one that is in your womb will be called the son of the highest. You know, and, and so Mary says, wow, well, be it unto me according to your word. And so she's unlike Zacharias. And I, I use this to talk about that sometimes younger people sometimes have an opportunity uh, to just believe God, or, or we all have an opportunity, but they just have something in them to say, I just believe God. Uh, I believe God. And, and in this story, one believed God immediately, the other one did not. But they both have favorable outcomes because the one who didn't believe came to believe uh, when he couldn't talk for nine months. <clears throat> Uh, I want to continue the story today, um, Christmas being my favorite time of the year, uh, this season being my favorite time of the year. I want to continue the story. I know it's a story that you know well, uh, but I want to just kind of talk to you a little bit and read uh, a lot today. 
uh, I, I, I'm very optimistic. I always think that uh, I looked at this and I said, okay, I've got uh, verses, Luke chapter 1, verse 39 through 80. Can I get through with all of those? And I did in the first service. There were a couple of people had faith in it. And, uh, and then, then we're going to do Luke 2, uh, 40 verses. And uh, if you have faith, we can get through them. And if I speed up, it'll help. So, so let's read, read this. It's an amazing story. Uh, I just brought you up to speed. It, this is an amazing story uh, that I really, it really, really love. This story of, of God becoming a man. God coming to the earth in the form of, of Jesus Christ. That is such an amazing story. We didn't make it up. It's, it's too otherworldly to be made up. And I don't want us to, to become so familiar with it that we uh, minimize its, its, its uh, import. I want us to, to really take this beautiful story and rehearse it over and over and over and be blessed by this amazing story and be changed by this story. Now, in verse 39, he says, <clears throat> Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. Now, now what Mary did after hearing from the angel Gabriel, she got up and went into the hill country to visit uh, Elizabeth. The scripture says Elizabeth was a relative, and I don't know quite how that works. I don't know if there was some adoption or whatever, because Elizabeth was of the son of the daughters of Aaron. She was uh, of that lineage, and so was her husband, Zacharias. But nevertheless, she entered uh, uh, the house of Zacharias. She obviously knew them well and greeted Elizabeth. She, she left uh, uh, Nazareth, went uh, uh, to a city of Judah uh, where Zacharias and Elizabeth lived. And the Bible says, and it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I love this, this statement, uh, this verse, because it says uh, that it happened. This happened. What? You know, my, you've heard my wife say things for years. I've heard her say, there's a blessing in your hello. I knew that was, was true, but I didn't know I had scripture for it. And about three or four or five years ago, I, I was studying actually over there in the serenity room. And I came in the scripture. I said, wow, this is the scripture for that. She says, there's a blessing in your hello. She says, don't, to the women, don't minimize hello. Just whatever God gives you, don't minimize it. You don't have to try to be all deep. Hello, uh, that's a blessing. So this young girl, teenager, went to Elizabeth and uh, she greeted Elizabeth like, hello, Elizabeth. And suddenly John the Baptist jumped in the womb. John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit, and so was, was his mom, just from Mary's greeting. That, that's big, because, because Mary was carrying the Word of God in her womb. Amen. And she spoke forth that greeting. Now, now how does that uh, inform us? Because you and I also carry the Word of God in the womb of our heart. We carry the word of God in the womb of our heart. So that means there's a blessing in your words. So don't trivialize your words. Don't trivialize speech. And, and don't speak idly, just saying stuff to say stuff, you know, uh, because there's a blessing there. Then verse 42 says, then she spoke out with a loud voice. Now, listen, to it. here's Elizabeth 
who is the, the mother of John the Baptist, when uh, Mary spoke to her, she was, the Bible says, filled with the Holy Spirit. And the babe, John the Baptist, was filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb because of a greeting from Mary. That's big, isn't it? I mean, I'm excited. I, I feel like an old preacher. Yeah, I'm preaching myself happy. Right? Yeah. So now notice what happens after she is filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Bible says here that then she spoke out with a loud voice and said. So she spoke out. The Holy Spirit gave her, as it were, the impetus to speak with a loud voice, to speak with a convincing voice, to speak with an in and with an unapologetic voice. To speak with a voice that doesn't say, well, I don't want anybody to think I'm nuts. Because she is informed now by the Holy Spirit and by the power of the Holy Spirit, she speaks with a loud voice, a prophetic utterance. And she says, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Who told her? The Spirit of God told her. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And, and there are those of us who are here today, we may ask, what did I do to deserve hearing these Christ-centered messages? What did I do to deserve being a, a part of an end-time move of God where we are sending men and women across the earth to, to get them ready for the coming of the Lord? What, do I, what, did I, what have I done to deserve that? And this woman is saying similar, something similar. She says, why is this granted to me? That the mother of my Lord should come to me. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears. Listen, it wasn't after a while. It didn't take a while. She says, as soon, as soon as the voice of your greeting, hi, Elizabeth, sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Oh, isn't that amazing? Have you ever felt the babe in your wife's womb? Oh, man, I remember those days. They're just like it was yesterday. It was such an amazing time. I, I, I'm tear, tearing up a little bit here. I can remember my wife saying, the baby move. I go, ah! <laughs> you know, I was so excited. My children were, were moving in the womb. She says, John the Baptist heard your voice in the womb. Wow. Wow. Isn't that amazing? John heard the voice of God. So, so I, I, I remember, can I tell you quick, another little, little tributary or, or trail here? Uh, we have babies who've been born here, and uh, when, I, when I would go to see the little babies, they would hear me talking, and they were looking for me. Right here in this church, you, you know, babies were looking for me, and, and, and I said, wow, it's as though they, they recognize my voice, and, and moms have said, they do recognize your voice, because I, I was carrying them uh, here when you were preaching, and at home, we were listening to your CDs, the, the babies recognized the voice. How much more the voice of God? Through those of you who carry his voice. Wow. And so she says, blessed is she who believed. No, how do you know? I know by the Holy Spirit. Or rather, I'm, I'm saying Elizabeth knew by the Holy Spirit. Blessed is she who believed. For there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. There will be a fulfillment. 
Wow, man, this is just blesses me so much. And so Mary then, upon hearing that words, it's like in the book of Hebrews, I think it's the first chapter there, where God talks to God. The Father talks to the Son, God talking to God. And here with these two women, you see the Word conversing with the Word. You know, the Word and Mary converses with the Word in Elizabeth, and the Word in Elizabeth is conversing with the Word in Mary, and Mary is the beneficiary of this a powerful move of God, this powerful Holy Spirit, and she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. She didn't say that until Elizabeth said what she had to say. And she, my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, and behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. How does she know? Because the Holy Spirit informed her. How do you know things? Because the Holy Spirit informs you of what's going to happen and what has already happened. So Mary says, he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. So oftentimes, you know, we, those of us who live here, uh, in America especially, and in the Western world, we, we are trying to get someplace. You know how it is. We were taught, you know, you have to work hard, study, and work, and you can be somebody. And, and I, I, I love that. I mean, I'm not disparaging that. I want you to be upwardly mobile. But this girl says, I'm lowly. She wasn't one of those super achievers. She had, she had done everything right, and now she was sitting in the, the ivory tower. You know, she was in the castle living the, her dreams. But no, she was a lowly girl, and God came to this lowly girl. And she says he has regarded the state, uh, the condition, the place of his lowly maidservant. And from, this, from henceforth, all generations are going to call me blessed, a lowly girl. This is amazing what God can do for you. God can find you wherever you are. That's what this story is about. It's not a part of my message, but I think about my upbringing. I think about my mom and dad being, being hardworking believers in Jesus Christ and praying people and how they prayed and, and, and trusted God and God blessed all of us. All of the kids, all of the kids were blessed Im immensely. And that's what happened in my little community. God can find you wherever you are. You don't have to be unfairly and, un and unjustly uh, competitive with others. Yes. Listen to what he says. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. I love this. His mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. What, what uh, the, the scripture is saying here is that you and I ought to be right now producing generational blessings for our family. For our children and our children's children. We ought to be producing them because we love God. And we are doing what he says. Wow. Wow. His mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. I don't know how many uh, generations I, I am Christian, but we believe about five generations. I'm like, I think the fifth generation believer and my children, the sixth and my grandchildren are the seventh. And maybe something will happen with my grandkids that's never happened with us. Are you with me? This is for you, and this is for your children, and for those who are near and those who are far, as many as the Lord will call. So you, you have to understand this is a special time when I'm, I'm brought into re remembrance of these wonderful things that God has done. 
So, so Mary goes on in this, what is called the Magnificat. She, is, she says in 50, verse 51, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the, the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. Now, I, 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 if you're rich here today and you've got mega bucks, he's not, he's not, she's not talking against you. Well, she is, she's not talking against those who, who, who are using their resources for the kingdom of God and for righteousness. But when she's talking about those who are haughty and think they're better and, and those who do wicked things with that, those who rule with an iron fist and take advantage of the poor and the lowly, that's what she's talking against. Wow, this is amazing for me. And now she's speaking of things that are yet to come, but they already are. Now, they are yet to come, but they already are. Why are they already? Because the babe is already conceived in a womb, and the babe is coming forth. It's going to bring everything. So she said, this is what he has done by placing this babe in my womb. This is huge for us. So you and I can speak about the future, but the future for us is our present also. Amen. Amen. So let's walk in this amazing inheritance that you and I have. So she starts to prophesy. He scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He's put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. This is what God is doing uh, in, in the world. He's doing this in the earth. It's not like uh, the, the church I said earlier in the first service. I don't know at what point I said it in, in the message, but G God is not looking for us to... Uh, be complicit with the world and the world's powers. He is not doing that. So a lot of times Christians think it's, think it's their duty to, uh, to try to prop up sometimes what God is tearing down. You have to find that, you have to really walk in that, uh, in that reality. Know what God is doing. Here Mary is saying that God's uh, desire or God's purpose or God's intent is to scatter the proud and to put down the mighty from their thrones and to exalt lowly people to, 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 power, to, to power, to positions of authority. That's what she says is happening. But sometimes I find that the churches that cross purposes with the scriptures they hold dear to. Yeah. So, so I, I believe that, that this century that we're entering in it's going to be a telling time. I told you that in 20, 2008. Uh, I just spoke prophetically in 2008 about the, what is going on in America and in the world is about the church more than it is about the world. Yeah. You don't remember that? Yeah. No, some of y'all don't remember that. Yeah. You either weren't here in 2008, you were on vacation, or you weren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. So, okay, so, 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 so the, this is prophetic, and, and at least every Christmas we ought to revisit it. Amen? Amen. Uh, he has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. And Mary, now these things are to Abraham uh, and his seed forever. And I believe the seed is Jesus Christ, speaking specifically of Jesus. It does not exclude Jewish people, but it's speaking uh, uh, specifically of Jesus Christ, uh, the babe who is in her womb. And Mary remained with her about three months 
and returned to her house. So it looks like Mary stayed with Elizabeth until John was born. In verse 57, it says, Now Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son. When her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. I love that. They rejoiced with her. Now, in the body of Christ, we need to rejoice with one another uh, and, and not be jealous of one another. Was it in the first service or this service? I, I, I kind of got mixed up with Celoso. Uh, it was this service? Yeah, but anyway, don't be all jealous, you know. Uh, don't, don't, don't be all jealous of people because God has blessed them. Be envious of people. Here is this woman who had waited a long time to have a child, and her neighbors rejoiced with her. She was an elderly woman having a baby. Come on, that was not normal, and they were rejoicing with her. When, when some of us have waited a long time for, for blessings, and when they come, don't look at people. How was that, Ginger? Side-eyed? Uh, uh, you know, with the side-eye, I think, think that's right, right? You know what that means, the side-eye? Yeah, yeah. Don't be all side-eyed looking at them, right? Come on, when people are blessed, you should rejoice. I was telling the first service how, go ahead and give the Lord a hand. Amen. I was telling uh, the first service how when uh, my wife and I, our friends uh, that we worked uh, with, they would be blessed and uh, now, friends I worked with, uh, we had the same job, and because we were giving to the church, a lot of them weren't giving to the church. Uh, the churches they went to, or they were just kind of tipping a little bit. They didn't believe in tithing. And, uh, and so when they got blessed, we were blessed. Man, we would be so excited. They got a new house. We were just shouting, wow, you got a new house. Wow, it's so nice. Wow. We were just so happy with some pretense. And every time they would be blessed with something, we were just rejoicing, excited, just like we had gotten it. And this is what's happening here. These neighbors, these friends and neighbors are saying, wow, man. Wow, Elizabeth, your reproach is taken away. Oh, wow. Wow, you got a baby. You know? And, and my wife and I, we, we would drive to Corpus Christi. We were living in Kingsville, Texas at the time. We would drive to Corpus Christi to go on, on the south side of Saratoga. If perhaps, maybe, somehow, God would give us a nicer little house. Uh, on, on that side one day. And we were just looking at those, at those little houses and they were so expensive. I thought, it's going to be hard for us to get one. You know, and, uh, but we were always happy for others, no matter what God did for them. We didn't pretend. We were really genuinely happy. And one day my wife got the bright idea. Uh, let's go across Saratoga. I said, let's don't go over there. <laughs> I said these words, we'll never be able to afford a house over there. You know, I mean, we're lowly. We'll never be able to get over there. And boy, it's amazing. When God sent us to Egypt, we came back, and guess where we bought a house? In the place where I said, we'll never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I said that to say that there is a blessing in you rejoicing when others are blessed. In this, in this story, Elizabeth is blessed. Her neighbors are blessed because they blessed her. And... Um, Verse 59 says, so it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child. Uh, they would have called his uh, him by the name of his father, Zacharias. It's almost, it's almost indicating that once they said this is his name, that was going to be his name. You know, once it came out. And so his mother answered and said, no, he shall be called John. I can just see Elizabeth right now. Oh, Zacharias over there can't talk. You know, uh, 
you know, doubting, doubting an angel that came from God. I mean, that can mess you up. All right, so some of you may have angelic visitation. Are we saying, no, I don't know. I know you're an angel. Well, don't do that. That's it. <laughs> so Zacharias over there can't talk. So she says his name is John. And so, um, but they said to her, there's no one among your relatives who's called by this name. So they would say, well, Miss Elizabeth, we're going to talk to your husband. Okay, ladies, get that? Yeah. And so they, so, so they, uh, they um, went over and uh, talked to uh, Zacharias. He said they made signs to his father what he would have him call. And he asked for a writing tablet. Couldn't talk. He'd been doubting too much. And, and, and you'll shut him up to keep him from doubting. And wrote saying, he wrote on a tablet, his name is John. And, and it's amazing. It's a good story. So they all marvel. Well, wow, his name, Elizabeth, you know, wow. And the Bible says immediately his mouth was open and his tongue loosed and he spoke. Wow. So now he writes down on this tablet what the angel told him in the first place. And so now he writes, his name is John, just like Gabriel said. That's, that's, what, was, that's what was written. He couldn't say it, but immediately his tongue was open and he spoke praising God. Wow. So it was the first thing he started doing is praise God. He didn't say exactly what he said. Probably said something like, thank you, thank you, God, thank you, God. Thank you. you know, because now his tongue is loose. Then fear came on all who dwelt around them. And all these things were discussed throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all those who heard them kept them in their hearts saying, what kind of child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. This is amazing. So you and I need to conduct our lives correctly according to the word of God because God will bless our children, our offspring from generation to generation because of our faithfulness. Hallelujah, somebody. Everybody was talking about Zacharias. You know, Zacharias couldn't talk for nine months. And boy, that, but, but, but that day, you remember when he rode down there? He started to talking and praising God. But that, he wasn't finished. It says, now his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied saying, let me just say to you, if you're here today and you say, well, I don't know. I don't believe in that prophecy and I don't believe in that word of knowledge. And I, I don't believe it. That's ridiculous. Because when Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, she prophesied. Here's Zacharias, her husband, filled with the Holy Spirit. He prophesied. He spoke of things to come. Somebody says, well, I don't believe that, that, um, that, that, that you can do that because we have the canon of scriptures. Well, it's not talking about the canon of scriptures. It's talking about the Holy Ghost. That's what he's talking about. Talking about the Holy Ghost. You know, I know, oh, I'm sorry, you didn't get excited about the Holy Ghost. It's talking about the Holy Spirit. Uh, now you're okay, right? Yeah. Holy Ghost is just too die in the wool for you, right? But, but when the Holy Spirit came, they began to speak forth. They speak, spoke forth from God because the Holy Spirit is God. And they spoke forth from God. And those of us who are filled with the Holy Spirit have the ability to speak forth from God. Hallelujah, somebody. I love this scripture. Wow, I love this. And listen to what he says. He says, blessed is the Lord God of Israel. Yeah, you know it now. Right? I don't want you to have to go through not being able to speak before you obey God. All right? I don't want something to happen to you. 
I'm glad I knelt on my knees before they went out on me. Yeah, I can't kneel down now, you know, but they went out on me, you know, so I had to get some replacement. The replacement, I can't kneel on them. But while I could, I did. Hallelujah, somebody. You know, I raised my hands a lot to God. I've raised them and waved them to Jesus. So sometimes I may have to do this, uh, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, it comes sometime with old age. Are you with me? Listen to what this man said, filled with the Holy Spirit. Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Now listen, what he, they're talking about Jesus is in the Mary's womb. John is uh, now uh, a little baby, and he's already speaking of things to come as though they already happened because in the economy of God, they have already happened. So in the economy of God, your blessings are now and also later. You have to understand that. And then we can walk in that. Are you with me? He has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation. Speaking of strength and power and might for us in the house of his servant David. He has done that in the house of his servant David. Well, where is Jesus, the, the seed of David? In the womb. But he's already done it. Zechariah, the Holy Spirit says he's done it. He's done it. This babe in the womb is proof positive that God has already done it. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like that old preacher. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. This is amazing. Our, this salvation that you and I have is amazing. It's not some little religious experience. But it's not just some little church thing. This thing is amazing what God has done. And I'm, I, I, I tell you that in the, in the days to come and in, in this decade to come, you will see it more and more and more. You will understand the purposes of God clearer and clearer and clearer. That's what's going to happen in this decade to come because this is God's Kairos moment. That means a set time. Wow. And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the found, since the that we should be saved from our enemies <clears throat> and from the hand of all who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness. How are we going to serve him? In holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Wow. All the days of our life. This is so wonderful. Now listen to what he says here. He has promised this to Abraham's children. Some of you may look and say, Some of you may say, well, we're not Abraham's children. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Remember that song Brother Robert sings? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. How are you Abraham's seed? How are you children of Abraham? Through faith in Jesus Christ. Through faith in Jesus Christ. So he has promised you that you will be delivered from all your enemies and all those who hate you. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. We're living this. We're living this. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And he says, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. Speaking of, of John, he's a little baby. He's a little baby. But he's speaking into John. He's not just speaking to John. He's speaking into John. John's a little baby. And he's looking at this baby, and he's speaking over him. Speak over your children. Thank you, Jesus. Speak over them and speak into them. Speak into them good things. Don't speak into them negativity negative things. Don't speak into them your negative experiences. Don't say you'll never be anything just because they're disobedient. You ought to speak obedience into them. Speak goodness into those children. He, look at, he looks at John and he says, he says, and you child will be called the prophet of the highest for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. How does he know? The Holy Spirit revealed it. To give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. How do you know, Zacharias? The Holy Spirit is revealing it. You will do it through the tender mercies of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us. Why, why, Zacharias? To give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the way of peace. We ought to be making peace. Not, not doing some of the stuff that some of our brothers and sisters, well-meaning as they are in the world, are doing. We should not do that. Do not follow them. They may be well-intentioned, but they are wrong. So how do you know, preacher? Because the Holy Spirit is revealing it. That's all I know. I don't know it because I've got something here. I know it because I've got something here. Do not follow them. Now listen, verse 80 says, so the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his manifestation to Israel. Let me say, tell you that some of you have been in a desert, but now you're being made manifest. Wow. You're being made manifest. I don't know, what, I don't know at what juncture I wanted to do that, but in, in, uh, on July the 20th, uh, 2010, Sister Rose Lavelle had and sort of insisted or really greatly encouraged that we put that on the wall in the sanctuary. And so on the wall in the sanctuary, there's this, this beautiful sign that says, the time has come for the fulfillment of all the promises I have given you. And this is what God told me in, in 2010, woke me up after midnight and said the time had come. Um, and then he said to me, uh, the enemy will attack to destroy. That's what he said. So, so if the enemy's attacking you, just, uh, don't, don't, don't panic. Uh, don't give up hope. Oh, the devil's attacking me. Well, so you are a son of God. You have the power of God in you. Yes, yeah, stand up to the devil. Come on, stand up to him. Hallelujah. <laughs> You've got the word of God. you got the word of God in you. You don't just have the word of God in your Bible. You've got the word of God in you. John tells us that the testimony is in us. God put the testimony in us. God's words are in us. Hallelujah, somebody. I love this Christmas season. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, 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 so let me just finish this story. He says the enemy will attack to destroy. He said, do not fear. Do not be discouraged. Do not be distracted. Do not be discouraged. I love bright minds. Do not be distracted. Do not be discouraged. And so I find that, that my issues are not with God and his word. My issue is always looking at the natural and believing them. 
And that's how you feel when you look at the natural and you believe it. Or you get distracted by something. You're supposed to be keeping your eyes on the Lord and you're looking around. It says looking under Jesus, not looking around. Are you still with me? And, and so, and so, and then he says, uh, don't be distracted. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Don't, don't let the heart fall out of you. Don't, don't let that courage, your heart fall out. Don't, don't let it just somehow uh, uh, go through a trap door or something. Yeah. Yeah, be full of courage. Be courageous. Knowing who lives in you. That's, that's what God wants. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Now, some of you are just waiting for your manifestation. That's all you are, waiting for manifestation. Um, and, and if it's not too, far, too much of a bunny trail here, let me just tell you, and I don't preach myself, we preach Christ, but I've had some amazing experiences. As I said to my grandson Elijah, when he was standing back there, that God's going to begin speaking to him in this 10th year. I, I believe that by the Holy Spirit, not for any other reason. You know, I, I'm not one of those persons who's always trying to put my family in front of every other family. I've never, ever done it. Never, ever done it, nor will I ever do that, because I don't think anybody deserves to pass the people who are always putting their family above everybody else's family. I don't think you deserve a pastor. Now, that's just Don Lavelle 101. <laughs> All right, but, but let, me, let, me, let me say that, that this is just a, a, a time when you and I must really come to grips with who we are and what God has, has done for us, what he has given to us, how he has blessed us. Now, I know some of us are just recalcitrant. You know what I'm saying? That word recalcitrant, just stubborn and, and dig your heels in, and you're just going to have your way anyway. You know, some of you are like that. Oh, I wouldn't be saying that. So there's somebody in here who's like that. There's somebody here who believes themselves as much as they believe the word of God, perhaps more than they believe the word of God. Come on, it's true. It's true. Whatever comes into your mind, it's real. And if it doesn't come into your mind, it's not real. There are some people right here today like that. I'm, I'm not trying to get rid of you. I want you to keep coming. Because we're going to inculcate in you the Word of God. We're going to embed the Word of God. And the Word of God is going to drive out stinking thinking. Amen. Okay, let me get back on my... Oh man, I got to get, I got to get somewhere. Christ is born. Now, let me tell you this quick story. Uh, Pastor Joel Peretz uh, was the first person I heard frame some things like this. And so I'm going to just kind of, in, in, in about uh, just a few words, uh, frame something that he was say, saying to us, how uh, in, during the birth of Christ, God passed over all these important people. And so the church is looking after all these people in the world. Many of us in the church are looking at all these important people in the world and trying to, to, to do whatever we're doing with them and get on board with them, get on the same wagon with them, uh, maybe even support them, da-da-da, doing all. It's all over the world, folks. It's not just in America. It's everywhere. Everywhere I go, Christians want to try to get, trying to curry favor with the rich and the powerful. And that's what, what, what the scripture Mary meant by, by the Lord having uh, sent the rich away empty. Because you're trying to, what you're doing is following an empty wagon when you do that. Yes. I, 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 come on now. Yes. I, I got a hallelujah over there so I can keep going. I just need one. So, so that's what Pastor Joel was talking about in this story. So let me read it. It says, and it came to pass in those days. What days? The days I've just been preaching about. 
about the days of, of, of John the Baptist and Christ Jesus being uh, conceived in Mary's womb and about Zacharias and about Mary. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augusta that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. He went to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. <clears throat> and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths or strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn or in the hotel. There was no room for them. Now, look, here there were a lot of very important people. There was uh, Caesar Augustus the, most Augustus, the most powerful man in the world at that time. Uh, there was Quirinius, a governor. There was Herod, a king. And God went right past them. Didn't, didn't, didn't divulge anything to them. Went right past them. You, you and I, you, you, so many of us are trying to curry favor with the rich and powerful, and God is walking right past them. Come on now. Let's look at the Word of God. Walking right past them. We are, we are here distracted with them while God is doing something over here with the lowly. With the, with the people who don't have repu, reputation. With the people who don't have huge bank accounts. But they're rich in faith. That's where God's going. Come on, this is what God's going out. And I say to you, we're going to see this next decade bear this out in an amazing, powerful way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so he went to them. Now, let's, let's see what he did. He goes to them, and he talks to shepherds. He gives poor folks, he gives lowly folks who are rich in faith divine secrets. And we're trying to go to where we think they ought to be. That's carnal. Are you still with me? Am I preaching too long? All right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Verse 8. Now there we're in the same country, same place, same country. Shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night, doing something ordinary. Working. Working. Just ordinary working. And behold, look, gaze. Fix your attention on it. That's what that means. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were greatly afraid. Or they feared a great fear. They were greatly afraid. I would have been too. Then the angel said to them, as angels always do, do not be afraid. What the angel did was speak, speak courage into them. Do not be afraid. For... Behold, listen, fix your attention on what I'm saying. That's what the angels are saying. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. All people, Jews and Gentiles, all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The Messiah is born. He's a Jewish Messiah. He's the Gentile Savior. And this will be a sign. Hallelujah. This will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths. Same story. He was be wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a manger, lying in a feed trough. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, 
Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill toward men. There were suddenly not just one angel witnessing, but God sent a multitude of witnesses. Hallelujah. God is going to send a multitude of witnesses to us in this time period that we're living in because we're going to need it. We're going to need it because there's disarray in the church. There's dismay in the church, but not, not any longer. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Verse 15 says, so it was when the angel had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste. They, they, they weren't casual. They weren't slow about it. They got about the Lord's business. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. They found them. And when they had seen them, him, when they had seen him, the babe, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. They made it widely known. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which was told, were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. This is what I want to say as I end the service, I mean, this, this message. You know, this is where we are at this particular time. And uh, I, there's, I, don't, I don't worry about dying. You know, a lot of my friends are gone and finished. And a lot, some, many, some died in the 20s in the war. Some died in their 30s, this cause or that cause, 40s, 50s, 60s. They're, they're finished, and I'm still here. I don't have a fear of death, but I do have a fear that, uh, of, of pleasing God. I want to please God. I have a fear. Don't let me, anything happen to me until I finish what you've given me to do. The, these shepherds went to Bethlehem with haste. They were not lackadaisical. They was not happy-go-lucky, carefree. They didn't have the attitude, well, I got a lot of time. But they went with haste. And I believe this is what God is saying to the church. And there's much more I could say to you about the church, and I'll be saying it to you. Because I think the time has come for me to say expressly what God is giving me. You know, you know it's time that the people of God be the people of God. You know, I, I, when we travel around the world, I always tell people, because they look at Americans with, with some kind of uh, special admiration. Uh, they do. And, and uh, the peoples of the world do that. And uh, I'm grateful that people aren't like, throwing rocks at me when I go. But they look at us with some special admiration. I always say to them, listen, I'm, I am not an American Christian. We are not American Christians. We are Christians who live in America. Yeah. And, and, and so then it gives them a new way of thinking. And, and, and I will say to them, and you are Christians who live in this country, and you are Christians who live in that country. And this is what we say to the people of the world. Why? Because we are citizens of heaven. We really are citizens of heaven. And that citizenship is greater than any other citizenship. I, and, 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 and I stand before you as a patriot. But that heavenly citizenship is what I'm touting today. That's what I'm preaching today. And that is what I would that all of us would embrace. 
at this time of Advent when God became a man and lived among us. That, that's what's so important. And when Jesus be, was in the womb, God said, really, this is all done. This is all done. So your future is secured because of who Jesus is. You don't have to get there to believe. Believe right now. Believe by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone here today you heard the word of God? Maybe you heard it for the first time. Maybe you heard it for the umpteenth time. But you want to, you want to make a decision to give your heart to Jesus Christ. You want to accept Jesus into your heart. You're here today. You say, I want to accept Jesus into my heart. I, I want to know that, that, that the full-grown Jesus lives. In. The Word of God, the Logos of God. Everything that God has ever spoken, every word He's ever spoken is in Christ. Every word that He is speaking is in Christ. And every word that He will speak is in Christ. And where is Christ? In you by the Spirit. So if you, if you want to be a part of this amazing inheritance, if you want to be with God forever, then I want you today to make a decision to give your heart to Jesus. And if you can, you can do so by raising your hand and say, Pastor, that's me, and leaving it up until I see it. If you say, I'm coming to Jesus today, I'm going to raise my hand, and I'm coming to Jesus. Is that you today? Is there anybody here, you're not saved, you know it. It's not a disgrace. It's a disgrace to stay that way. It's a terrible thing to stay that way. Not, we've all been unsaved. So if that is you today, lift your hand until I see it. 